Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, chew process. Ray brings the case against their mom, Judy. Judy is adamant that you have to eat certain foods in certain orders. Ray says her mom's gut instinct is nothing but a bunch of <laughs> who's right, who's wrong. Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. Sir, you are looking hero in my eyes. Your capability of expression of any topic is so amazing. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear the litigants in. Ray and Judy, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he ate all of his foods simultaneously in 1986? I do. I do. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Yeah, I'm still working them through. Still working through all those Smarties and Necco wafers. <laughs> And lobster rolls and fried clams. I was only eating New England foods at the time. Got it. That's my theory of digestion. Only eat foods from your home region when you're 15 years old and never again. But let's leave my wackadoo theories behind and move on to the case. Judy and Ray, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered this courtroom? Uh, Mom, we'll go with you first. Judy, what is your guess? I think my only guess would be... The mountain goats. Sure. That's an honest, good guess. And as this subject is uh, digestion, mountain goats eat anything. So that that's pretty on point there. Mountain goats eat mountain tin cans. That's right. You know what I could have done? I could have given you a different one, which I'll give you in a minute. But first, Ray, can you guess this one? I have no idea what that is. So I'm going to say it is a comment on the Instagram page of uh, Alton Brown, legendary chef. You know what, Ray? You're pretty close there. You're pretty close there. I'm going to put a circle on that one. I had a, quite a few good ones this week, and I had, it was a hard choice. I could have gone with this one from our friend Mary Roach from her book Gulp, Adventures on the Alimentary Canal. The human digestive tract is like the Amtrak line from Seattle to L.A. Transit time is about 30 hours, and the scenery on the last leg is pretty monotonous. It's pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, Jesse. Mary's funny, right? Cool lady. Could have gone with this one. I must always remain in hiding for an hour after meals. The food is visible inside me until it is digested. <laughs> you know that one, Ray? I do not. Judy? I do not. Claude Rains in, in The Invisible Man. Gross, right? Interesting. Totally gross. Makes sense. Yeah, I have a feeling if the food is visible in his stomach for an hour, he's he's got it. You know, we know, we know that the element, the digestive tract is like the Amtrak line from Seattle, L.A., 30 hours. They're going to be able to see other stuff in the Invisible Man, not just the food in his stomach. Gross. And then I just realized I could have given you this one from, uh, from my old friend Jonathan Colton. Love ain't no billy goat, doop, boop, doop, doop, boop. Love ain't got no horn, doop, doop, doop. Love ain't got, eat, don't eat no garbage. Love got, boom, boom, regular human eyeballs. <laughs> Love don't have devil's eyeballs. Love ain't no billy goat, that's for sure. I think you've sung that one on the show before. I have sung it. It's Love Ain't No Billy Goat by Jonathan Colton, which he wrote for the Thrilling Adventure Hour, about things that eat anything in any order, which is what brings us here today. But I didn't use any of those quotes. Because I had to honor 
an internet comment, Ray, this is where you got close. Okay. From one at Jobeyer Rahman 8429, top quote from two months ago on, on the video that, com that comprised my, the entirety of my medical research on this subject that we're going to be talking about today. A seven-minute video from a, a medical student named Dr. Someday Rex, because he's not a doctor yet, Dr. Someday Rex, who schooled me in about seven minutes on the migrating motor complex of the stomach, which may or may not come up again in this, in this uh, conversation, because it relates to the, to the action of the stomach, which is what we're talking about today. But I did need to honor that person uh, who, who was so moved by Dr. Someday Rex that they wrote, you are looking hero in my eyes two months ago especially since the video was made three years ago. This is a lonely person out there. Uh, but as we dig into this layer cake of a case, I do also want to start by echoing Dr. Someday Rex in his own warning, quote, this video and this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor if you have any health concerns. Views and opinions expressed herein are Dr. Someday Rex's and mine and do not represent any organization institution which we are associated with. And I will note to you, the listener, that we will be talking today about food and dietary habits. So if that's something you don't feel like hearing about today, you can just go back into our back catalog and listen to another episode. We've got a lot of them. Please make sure you rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. That really helps. And uh, I will also uh, anti-warn you that we will not be eating on mic today. So you can listen to that just fine. All guesses are wrong. So we turn now to Ray, who brings this case to my court of fake justice. Ray, what is the nature of your complaint? So my mom has a lot of uh, weird parent behaviors. Um, a few of them are few food-based. And the last visit she had with us, um, she brought up a couple of them while she was with us, and it inspired me to write in. The first and main complaint is she has this belief, I don't think it's a scientific belief, that if you have multiple food items on your plate... And let's face it, I do. <laughs> don't we all? Um, you have to start with your least favorite item, eat all of it, move to the next item, eat all of it, and continue that way because the food layers in your stomach like a parfait and you cannot mix it together. And so, Judy, you're moving from, you're moving from least favorite to most favorite? Yes, sir. So you're nestling the least favorite down at the bottom by the pyloric valve. Thanks, Dr. Someday, Ricks. And then you're creating a parfait of increasing favoritism towards your esophagus, correct? Yes, sir. What, 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 what's going on? Where did you get this idea? I've always eaten like that. I don't like to mix my food. Okay, fair enough. And I always like to start with the least favorite because you want to save the best for last. And when my girls were little, they would ask me and I would tell them, because your food goes down in layers. Mm. And they don't believe that. But I sent in a little bit of evidence that shows that I pulled off the internet, so it has to be true. Uh-huh. That shows that your food does, in fact, go down in layers. I am looking at the evidence you sent in. Exhibit A here is available on our show page at MaximumFun.org, as well as on our Instagram account, at Judge John Hodgman on Instagram. And I see two images of a human stomach. Uh, and in the top image, in layers, we see an entire... Donut looks like a maple glazed. Then maybe I don't know what the thing is. Is that supposed to be a hot dog? It's not a sandwich anyway. I believe it is a hot dog. All right. And then a whole pizza, and then what looks like a 
a hamburger, but without a hamburger in it, just maybe a slice of cheese between condiments, a famous condiment sandwich. Like I used to get at America's best deli on West 26th street when I used to work at writer's house. Um, this is science according to you. Your honor. I looked that up on the internet. Uh huh. So it has to be true. Uh huh. Because the food here does not look digested. This is like going to a state fair and looking through a portal to one of the cow's many stomachs to see how the rumen, di you know, is digested or whatever. To no. see the rumen at work. This is just an image that has cartoon pictures of, of, of foods inside a cartoon picture of a stomach. So where'd you get it? Off the internet, but I know I shouldn't have picked that picture. That was terrible. <laughs> well, there's another picture below it that you sent in, which again seems to be a cartoon picture of a stomach, this time full of tomatoes and bell peppers and a whole head of cauliflower. For help. You have to have your vegetables. What What am I looking at? What are you seeking to prove with this? Are you sure you didn't manufacture this evidence, ma'am? No, sir, I did not. Hmm. But it was the only thing that I could find that would justify my position. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know, I don't know what search engine you use, but what terms did you use to search for this? I searched in... Internal parfait. <laughs> food layered in your stomach. Food layered in your stomach. Uh-huh. And then there was a whole bunch of terrible pictures that just showed bad things. And there was one little picture that showed one of mine. So I clicked on that and it gave me other examples of that. I, I'm not seeing the bad things that you saw. Maybe I have safe stomach selected on my search engine of choice. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, but I don't see the thing. Oh, wait, hang on. It took me a little ways down to find an image that does look like yours, a cartoon of a bunch of different whole foods, including like a whole wheel of Swiss cheese and a whole half of an avocado layered into a stomach. And this is from a website called Amway Now. Amway, a very famous multi-level marketing organization. So <laughs> I'm not sure that this is scientific at all. Do you have a degree in science of any kind? I do not. But you did send in... My medical degree? I yeah. did graduate, but that was, that was also off the internet. Uh-huh. This looks like a screen grab of a diploma from the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in which you have scrawled your name in using your finger on your phone. Yes, Your Honor. And it's not even an MD. It's a degree in the business of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to be noticing right now. That is where I went wrong. That's what happens when you get your medical degree by searching for <laughs> inside parfait whole pizza. <laughs> exactly. Ray, is it safe to say that your mother is a liar? Oh, she's definitely a liar. I don't think she believes that it is scientifically true. I think that when she was a child, she had that very childish idea that your food should not touch each other, which is fine. I have a toddler. I get it. But to justify that idea, she created this. When I was a child, I layered in my stomach like a child. But when I became a grown-up, I pooped that concept away with other childish things. But alas, she did not poop the concept. Uh, she continues, and she won't make other people do it. She does it on her own. But if you bring it up, she preaches it like pure truth. We we haven't had merch in a while, Ray, but now I'm picturing a like, uh, nevertheless, she persisted t-shirt that just says, alas, she did not poop the concept. 
I'm imagining like a first draft of the Velveteen Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) It's about letting go of keeping your food separate in your stomach. (laughs) Ray, you mentioned or Judy mentioned that uh, that your mom was visiting you. Where where do you all live? So currently, uh, my family is an Air Force family. We're stationed in Idaho. Um, mm. so my mom comes to visit us as often as she can, um, mostly to see my child. Um, as soon as I had a child, she forgot about her own child. <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Thank she, you. Congratulations to you both, both on having a child and forgetting about your, your own child in favor <laughs> of your grandchild. And you're visiting from somewhere in Florida, right, Judy? Yes. I'm in Tallahassee right now, but I live uh-huh. in Lynn Haven, which is right outside of Panama City, Florida. But were you in the Air Force then? I was, yes, for four years. Oh, okay. Excellent. And then it says here that you worked in corrections? I went to prison for 31 years. And when were you released? I was paroled July of 2017. So I could send you back if if I <laughs> you're on probation? Yeah, I'm done. I, can, I'm I, could un- I could unretire you? Oh, that'd be terrible. Mm. Ray... How long has your mom been telling you that food layers in your stomach? Oh, for as long as I can remember. Do you remember the first time? I don't remember the first time. I remember it being brought up as a joke, um, probably in my high school years. My sister and I would bother her about it. Uh, What's her favorite food and what's her least favorite food? Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's a good question. Maybe you never even noticed or cared what your own mother liked to eat. So busy were you making fun of her? I mean, as her child, it's my obligation to make fun of her, Um, just Mm. as that's her obligation to be a weird mom to me. Um, Mm. She has very particular ideas. You have a good good concept of your respective duties. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little something called family values. Yeah. Um, She has very particular ideas on uh, how to eat a turkey sandwich perfectly, so I, I would rank that up there. Let me hear it. Not from you, Judy. I want to hear it from Ray. White toast, mm-hmm. butter, turkey. Ugh. That's it. Whoa. <laughs> oh, salt. Salt. I'm sorry. I forgot the salt. Salt? Salt. I love this. I love this for you. I love this for Elwood Blues and the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Just love it overall. <laughs> when you were in the Air Force, Judy, did you spend some time stationed in uh, Paris, France? I did not, but I did spend some time in Turkey. Okay. Very tenuous connection there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you telling me that the that the Turks in Turkey eat their turkey with butter only? I've never seen the Turks eat a turkey. I was trying to buy you some cover there because in in France, I mean they have mayonnaise, to be sure, they're not savages, but the most popular sandwich condiment in France is butter. Burr, pan, sel, and ding-dong, which is turkey. Sounds like a, actually a sandwich that I want to try, Ray. So I think you kind of foiled your case that time. Well, I eat it in a very similar manner, but instead of butter, a very nice spread of mayonnaise instead, um, because turkey tends to be dry. But wait one second, Judy. If you're eating a turkey sandwich, however it is, aren't you messing with the layers? Because you've got bread turkey, butter, and salt all going down the pipe at the same time. How's that layer out? You are 100% correct. You are 100% Thank you. correct. Thank you. And 
the only time I would have turkey sandwiches, Thanksgiving or Christmas. And what I've gathered from that the, is... The period of time when science doesn't apply. Right. right. When you do not eat your food, the con conventional way of going in layers. You're eating at Thanksgiving. I would say the Judy way. <laughs> exactly. The, the correct way. The Judy You're convention. eating at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you're eating at Christmas and you're not eating the way you're supposed to. What do you have to do? You have to undo your pants. You have to wear sweatpants because of you not eating it. That's why you have to undo your pants. The, those of you who are not watching on video, uh, when, when Judy was explaining, because you're not eating it correctly, she said, because you're not eating it, and then she used her hand to make a layer of steps down, or a series of steps down, like layers, right? So you're saying that Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are times of dietary indulgence. That's a time when you set aside the Judy convention of the layers, and you'll just go ahead and eat a sandwich instead of... Presumably the rest of the year when you separate out the bread, the butter, the salt, and the turkey, and you eat them <laughs> in order. What would be the order in which you would eat them from least favorite to most favorite? Oh, salt would have to be first. Least favorite? Least favorite would be salt if out of those four. You've lost But, it. Your Honor, may I ask you something? I'll allow it. Thank you. When something happens to somebody and they have to go to the corner and he says, okay, I can see 27 hours prior to this, they had scrambled eggs. 15 hours prior to this, they had an apple. And they can determine exactly what you ate almost to the minute. It has to be because of layers. I'm not sure I am initiated into your definition of going to the corner. No, going to the coroner. Judge oh, Hodgman, the coroner. <laughs> I, was, I was quite confused. <laughs> Although there's a corner down at my corner. <laughs> when someone has to go to the corner, I thought you were talking about some very special form of punishment in your family <laughs> or in the Air Force or in your correctional institution. Down on Figueroa Boulevard by my house, John, there's a coroner there who's willing to do live coronering. <laughs> You're saying that a coroner performing an autopsy is able to determine foods in layers as it's been moving through the GI tract. I believe so. And what is your evidence for that? I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm not friends with a coroner, nor do I have one on speed dial. Speed, nor am I. Just from everything that I've seen on public television, it has to be true. Ray, do you know any coroners? Can you refute this? I do not know any. My, uh... My my science is not that of the human body, so. Okay, but Judy, you're advocating eating layers based on preference, not based on dietary health, as far as I can tell. What happens to you when you don't eat your food in layers, when you have one of your wonderful turkey butter sandwiches? That's when my stomach just, you know, feels like you have to undo your pants. You got to get some more room in there. You have to make more room because you did not eat it correctly. You feel a little uncomfortable. Yes. Do you ever make like a recipe inside yourself? <laughs> I've never done that. That would be interesting. Like you eat a cup of yogurt and then a cup of granola and then a cup of yogurt and then a cup of granola and then some whipped cream. <laughs> you ever whip up an, ambro a, an ambrosia salad with chunks of pineapple in there? <laughs> no, but I think I should. I'm going to try. I'm going to give that a shot. 
really hard to float the pineapple in the jello. <laughs> Ray, what do you think happens to food during digestion? Um, probably what everybody think happens that you eat it, it gets mixed up and it continues on its path. Uh, the stomach is a moving organ. That's why it growls when you're hungry because its walls are rubbing against each other. Um, so once you have food in there, it's all mixed together. There's no parfait. You wouldn't uh, get an x-ray or a different scan and see a cake of what you've eaten. Um, well, Judy might for fun. But you might but you might not like what you see, Judy. You might see what you found when you Google image searched layers in stomach. Exactly. All I know about this comes from Dr. Someday Rex, MD to B, from three years ago, when he was talking about the migrating motor complex, or the migratory motor complex as it is sometimes known. And what I learned from this seven-minute video, Ray, is more or less what you said is is true based on this unlicensed doctor, non-doctor, but he was someone who has been taking medical classes. And I'm talking about real MD school, not business of medicine school. Sorry, Johns Hopkins, which is the pyloric valve closes and all the food as it comes in just gets all mixed up together. And then it, it lets the mixture through bit by bit until you have been fasting for a period of time which is to say you go to sleep, typically. The long period of hours without eating, that's when that migratory motor complex uh, uh, kicks in, and that is a three- or four-phase function of the enteric nervous system. But basically what it does is it sweeps the stomach of everything it couldn't digest during the regular period. And we're talking about stuff that's like undigested, like fiber that's not digestible, stuff that can't get through that pyloric valve during the normal thing. But he did also say that typically what moves through the pyloric valve, it goes in this order. Liquids, carbs, proteins, and then fats. So it's a little contradictory there because that is a little bit of layer. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean to say that if you eat an apple, the apple sits at the bottom. While if you then have your turkey butter sandwich, that, that sits over the apple. It all gets mixed up and the water goes through first. Is my understanding from Dr. Someday. Now, if you're, a, if you're an actual medical doctor, or a professional coroner, I know you're going to write in anyway, so you might as well start doing it now. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. 
Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Ray, have you ever tried eating in layers? I'm sure I have. Um, not consciously, not trying to follow the duty way of eating. Ah, but that would suggest that Judy, your mother, while advocating for the Judy convention, never forced it upon you. Is that true or not true? That is true. She has never forced uh, the convention upon anybody that I've witnessed. So what is your standing in this? Why not just let your mom eat the way she wants to eat? I am totally happy to let my mom eat the way she wants to eat. Everybody gets to do what they like as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Um, the problem is if you bring it up or if she brings it up, she will act like it is pure scientific truth, which I just want her to admit that it is not scientifically true. And it's just her weird idea. Does she have any other weird ideas that she tries to bluff you into thinking are truth? My mom has a variety of weird ideas. Let's, uh, another... let's hear it. Let's hear it. Least favorite to most favorite, please. <laughs> I want to layer them down. Well, another weird food, not so much an idea, but a pattern that I've witnessed. My entire life, she has said, without hesitation, she does not like coffee. Mm. But mm. the last time she was at my house, when this was brought up, she bought a can of coffee to use at my house. And we went through a coffee drive through where she asked me to order her a coffee. So she drinks and enjoys coffee, but then says she doesn't like it. Mom Judy has raised her hand. Uh, I, will, I will allow your question or your response. Thank you, Your Honor. Coffee smells amazing. Another t-shirt, another banger. Coffee, bacon, amazing. They smell amazing. But just to drink coffee? No. If I get a coffee, it has so much cream and sugar in it 
that you can't consider it coffee. Also, you're messing up your layers because you have the coffee layer and the cream layer and the sugar layer. I don't, I don't really consider liquids layers. I really do. And I encourage you to drink your coffee this way from now on. <laughs> Get a black coffee, take a drink, then open up one of those little tubs of half and half, shoot it, and then put some, uh -huh. put some sugar on the back of your hand and lick it like that. That's the best way to enjoy coffee. I shall try that. You're saying that you get coffee for the smell more than the, the taste. No, very rarely do I get coffee. I mean, once in a great while, when I was at her house, I was drinking uh, these protein drinks, and they have a yeah. cafe latte one Yeah. that if you mix it with coffee, it doesn't really taste like coffee, but it's warm. You know, so it's kind of like hot chocolate. I, I, I honestly, in a conversation about layering semi-digested food into the stomach. I didn't think you were going to repulse me with mixing protein shakes with coffee. I like the idea <laughs> that you have completely oppositional ideas about food and beverages. So with food, nothing gets mixed. With beverages, only the craziest mix I've ever heard of. <laughs> that is true. Let me ask you guys. Do you guys have kids? Yes, I do. We both do. We all do here. When my girls were little, I have two girls. When they were little, I'm sure you guys have been through the same thing. If you have daughters, they would make something. Oh, mom, try it. Try it. It's delicious. Mm. And it's the worst thing you've ever tasted in your life. But you have to because they're little and you love them because they're good tax write-offs. So <laughs> you have that bond with them. You're saying they make something disgusting, some little food potion or or mixture admixture of like like uh, like uh raw eggs red food coloring yeah chocolate chip cookie dough and paprika and maple syrup or something i can give an, a good example i remember uh heating over the stove coca-cola black pepper and two percent milk um that sounds like and, a terrific uh, holiday drink on the judge john Adrian podcast <laughs> yeah i feel like that one might catch me by surprise and i'd like it <laughs> You never know. As my kids got older, Ray, we would we would go through drive-throughs where you can get, you know, different kinds of drinks. I'm familiar with the term. And she would be like, "Oh, mom, try it. Try it. It's so good." Same thing as when she was little. It was disgusting. Judy, what is your point other than Ray is disgusting with this conversation? <laughs> <with this? laughs> oh, Ray is not. Ray is not, but the drinks that she gets are and okay. if I got a coffee, I would get like a caramel frappuccino. That's not really a coffee. That's like a slushy. I I don't disagree with you, but I'm I fail to see the point of your argument. Other than other than saying that your daughter made disgusting things when she was young. What is the point in terms of the layers? <laughs> I have no point. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, your honesty. I have no point. I liked it better when the coffee was for huffing. Yeah, I thought we were going somewhere with there are just some foods that you need to smell. I do have a good coffee story, though. All right, I'll decide. Go ahead. Okay. So when I was working at the prison, you have inmates that work for you. I'm just going to interrupt you just for one second. Now, I didn't get an MFA in creative writing. Okay. I applied to some programs. I decided I preferred to stay and work in book publishing in New York City rather than go and study. Okay. But I took some really good writing classes from great teachers like Don Faulkner and Lee K. Abbott. Uh, both of whom are no longer alive, I'm sad to say, but whose lessons live with me today. 
One of them being specificity is the soul of narrative. The other one being, if you want to start a story, when I used to work at the prison, great way of starting. <laughs> Immediate. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> so, when I used to work at the prison, yeah, you have inmates that work for you. So, you kind of like just supervise. Mm. That time of my life, I only drank Mountain Dew. So... <laughs> this is already... Fast-tracked for a Nobel Prize in, in literature. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have the New Yorker on the phone. They're taking dictation. I'm sitting at my desk writing down stuff for the day. I had a cup of coffee. My inmates are just, you know, they're working, doing their stuff. I have another cup of coffee. Third time I went to get a cup of coffee, my inmate's like, oh, my goodness, you're pregnant. Uh I'm like, what did you just say to me? He's like, you're pregnant. My sister never drinks coffee. When she drank coffee, then she found out she was pregnant. Sure enough, pregnant with Ray's little sister. That's my only coffee story. So you normally would just drink Mountain Dew, but then the the inmates who are under your supervision noticed you were drinking coffee. You weren't even thinking about it yourself. Wasn't even thinking about it. Judge Hodgman, to be clear, at this time, she only drank Mountain Dew. Right. Right. Exactly. Never drank coffee. Yeah. Well, you know what they say when you're having a child, layer some coffee on top of it. Exactly. Ray, you mentioned that your mother has other odd behavioral patterns. Coffee is one of them. What else? Yes. Well, a related uh, odd behavioral pattern is that when she meets people for the first time, they ask what she does, where she's from. She will say... I just got out of prison. I was there for 30 years. Yeah, and I heard it. I mean, you, yep, you guys heard it I too. I saw that one in uh, real time. Yeah. A small percentage of people will instantly get it and find it funny. Uh, the other half will usually um, be very uh, just blindsided and speechless and not know how to respond to that until she finally breaks in. I worked there. I retired. Uh, yeah, I could see how that might be a little disorienting or confusing. Let me ask, Judy, who are you saying this to? New friends and acquaintances? Not new acquaintances, but just people that Ray would know. Me, uh, <laughs> her husband's family. Uh -huh. Okay, gotcha. Um, but And the reason I do that, I didn't start that. When I retired... And I retired and moved back to Florida. My dad lives right outside of Tampa. I'd go to church with him or whatever. He's been going to the same church since 1977 when he retired. And uh, he would introduce me to people in his church. And he's like, this is my daughter. She just got out of prison. So that's where I got it from. Oh, because my it's dad. It's a weird, a weird dad thing that got passed. He's got a, a great sense of humor. A weird, and I say this with affection, a weird daughter-slash-mom mm -hmm. thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty good. He thought it was hilarious. He still thinks it's hilarious. Why didn't you bring your, your granddad to this court, Ray? Because we could have had a real thing going. <laughs> I mean, I would have, um, because I, I myself display some weird uh, parent attributes. Um, so we could it's have like had a, a trifecta. Like a, like a generational curse. It I think is. she was scared to because... That's exactly the way he eats his turkey sandwiches. White toast, butter, and salt. Yeah, but the two of you doing it doesn't make it a law. It doesn't <laughs> even make it a trend. 
Don't tell my three. dad that. No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, if you want it to be a trend and get into the New York Times, there's going to need to be three of you, and you're going to need to do it in Park Slope. That's right. Darn. Right? Does your mom have any other little weirdsies around food in particular besides the layering? Well, she is very, very particular about food. Um, Getting her to try new things is absolutely like pulling teeth. Getting her mm. to try uh, a new dinner, a new addition to something, um, a new brand of a product. Mm. It seems like she followed her father's steps um, in terms oh. of what food she likes, what product she buys, and has never deviated. What do you call your grandfather? Pop-up, Grampy, Granddad, Granzy? Groups. Uh, Scott? Peepaw. Peepaw? <laughs> no, it's Grandpa. Oh. oh, no. Peepaw would be great, though. Peepaw is very good. I also like Scott. But <laughs> what are Scott's brands and what are your mom's brands? We talk, we talk about brands now in the podcast, so you can just say them. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a sponsorship out of it. For instance, she'll come to visit my house and want to make a recipe. Right. She won't even bother checking my fridge. Um, she will just go to the store and buy, let's say, an entire new jar of mayonnaise because she knows that I like to try different ones. Um, and she has to have a very particular one for whatever she is making. What's your mayonnaise, ma'am? Best Foods. Right. I'll buy Hellman's. Okay. That's Those the are same. the same. That's the same. That's yeah. the same. I will not buy yeah. generic. Okay. I buy the name brands. Yeah. Ray does not. Ray, you're rocking generic mayonnaise out there in Idaho? Uh, No, I will buy a Duke's. I will buy uh -huh. a, a nice one with some avocado oil or yeah, sea salt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's probably more in the, along your lines there. <laughs> alternate, alternate upscale mayonnaises. I could see you buying a Kewpie mayonnaise for the umami. I used a Kewpie mayonnaise last night. No. You have to acknowledge, Ray, that these mayonnaises, like all mayonnaises, are all very delicious, but they are different. Oh, they're definitely different. But if I have a regular just a mayonnaise for a sandwich at home full jar ready to go she doesn't need to go buy one of a different brand just because the potato salad will taste uh slightly different which it probably will not well i'm bringing out my big gavel i've heard everything i need to in order to make my decision ray i strongly disagree with you <laughs> preliminary ruling against you mayonnaise counts you got to get your mayonnaise you like Thank you, Your Sorry Honor. Thank you. Thank you. Any other brands that are, I mean, that's a, to me, that's a very rational brand loyalty because all of those mayonnaises are different. I'm not even an aspiring medical doctor. Do you know what I mean? But I'm certainly not Dr. Someday Mayonnaise expert. I'm, I am Dr. Now Mayonnaise expert. Years and years of experience, Ray, with extreme prejudice, I find against you in this one area. And frankly, I'm thinking of just throwing this whole thing out of my court. Understandable. You've, you've disappointed me. I like you, but you've disappointed <laughs> me. But you can redeem yourself by finding a brand loyalty that is perhaps not so rational and colloidal as mayonnaise. Of course. Um, it's really hard to think of one off the top of my head mm. because ketchup. it ketchup. ketchup. Sure. Are you, are you saying that your that your child Ray? Has non-Heinz ketchup in the house? Judy? Sometimes I have been to her house where there has not been Heinz ketchup. Mm -hmm. And you are Heinz, I presume, straight down the middle. Everybody is. Yeah. 
you know, like that famous folk character, Tallahassee Hines. That's why it's exactly you know, if you're in Tallahassee, exactly. you have Hines. Yeah. Same with vegetables. Go ahead. What do you mean? You can't get the generic canned vegetables. They they weren't rinsed as well. They always have that little bit of gritty sand. Ray, why is your mom beating up on you like this? Uh, I, I think she just enjoys it. Um, <laughs> oh no. I mean, that's true. <laughs> what are kids for? She does regularly tell people I had children for the tax break and to bother them. Um, yeah. I remember from a very young age her putting on a Halloween mask and going around to the back windows of the house to scare us. And her her entire um, outlook of parenthood is uh, bothering in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a... Like a little bit of grit in the oyster that causes the pearl to form, right? Yes. Or a little bit of soil in the canopies that just give it a little bit of roughage that makes it go down easier when it's layered <laughs> in the right place of your stomach. That's called yes. parenting in an extremely mixed metaphor, which I suppose you don't approve of, Judy, because you don't mix metaphors, do you? Put them down in layers. In my defense. Yeah. I was raised in the military. My dad was military, so we moved all over the place. And I was raised by my dad and three older brothers. I was the youngest. I was the only girl. Uh, Were you teased much then? So much. Right. Did your dad and your three brothers, did they uh, like to explain how the world worked to you with (laughs) with incredible authority? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. You ever want to take that out on someone else after it was was foisted upon you? (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) Ray and her sister. Right. And no regrets. No regrets. We talked about goats earlier and how they eat everything and no, no, without any consideration to the order in which it goes into their billy goat maw. Speaking of goats, are you, do you believe in this layering thing or are you just trying to get Ray's goat? I think the most fun that I have out of it is getting her goat. Yeah. And knowing that she has a little one that I can just fill his little brain with all the things that drive his mother crazy. Wow. That's quite a grand parental mission that hasn't been expressed so openly on the Judge John Hodgman podcast before. They told me to be honest, so... Ray, we can't fault your mom's honesty, at least. That's true. That's true. She is... Her mission statement is out there, ready for the world to hear. How do you do you feel that your your goat has gotten got sufficiently and that she should stop getting your goat at this point? Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't order her to stop completely. I just want her to confess that she is just doing it for a laugh and that she doesn't believe it's actually true. Wow. Your Honor, her biggest thing is for you to tell me that I'm never allowed to tell my grandson that his food goes down in layers. That's what she's scared of. Thank you for robbing your child of their agency (laughs) and speaking their mind for them. Uh, Ray, just for confirmation, since your mom has already obviously expressed your point of view for you, (laughs) is that what you would have me order in this case? I I wouldn't have that be a complete order because I do see the value in uh, jokes and pranks and fun and good nature. Uh, I do have a child whose brain is like a sponge and you have to be careful what you say. Otherwise, <laughs> they will believe it and repeat it. So I, I wouldn't say that uh, she has to completely stop with the silliness, but maybe just don't hold it as uh, such high truth. 
<laughs> I have a question to ask before I go into my chambers. This goes back a little bit. Judy, Ray says that your, your process is to eat least favorite to most favorite. So give me a sense of what your least favorite foods are and which are your most favorite foods. Hmm. Well, least favorite that I will not eat at all. Not even as a base layer? Oh, no, no. Mushrooms and fish. If you haven't had a good mushroom fish parfait, you are missing out, ma'am. That's mushroom, fish, granola, yogurt, strawberries. Yes. The classic. Yes. The classics. But if you were to eat your turkey and butter sandwich in the layer system, least to most favorite ingredient, what would it be? Just so I understand. I just want to picture you deconstructing it. The toast, the butter, and the turkey. I would eat the turkey first because it is dry. Mm -hmm. And then probably the toast. And then what kid hasn't just ate butter to eat butter when they were younger? So I would probably eat the butter last. You're talking to a kid who ate a bowl of mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> and one of your formative experiences in life, I think. Think about it every day. I think about doing it every day. <laughs> I live with it every day. But you did mention something earlier that that you eat or ate when you were younger, and it is still one of my favorite food groups to this day. Mm -hmm. I have a bag in my cabinet at home as we speak. What is it? Smarties. Oh, I was just trying to think of something. I don't like them. Oh, really? Oh, no, I don't they're like amazing. Smarties are good. I'm with you on Smarties. I really like Thank Smarties. You. People act like they're one of those old-timey candies that's not anything, like Necco wafers, which are legitimately a little bit gross. How dare you? <laughs> I think Smarties are good. Smarties are amazing. The only Necco wafer I eat is the black one, licorice. I, I have taken my child to multiple parades uh, for various holidays and town events. And when they throw candy out on the streets and all the kids go and, you know, put it in their pockets, when you walk home, the only candy left on the sidewalk is Smarties. Um, so it is a low-tier candy. They're probably leaving it for me. Or me. Yeah, I was going to say, your mom's following the parade with a, with a dustpan and broom just sweeping up every Smartie. <laughs> All the Smarties. Did you learn the layer system from your dad, Judy? I believe so, because growing up in the military, we were on a budget. The only vegetables I can remember eating growing up until we got back into the States was canned corn canned green beans, canned peas, you know, so we would have meatloaf and peas. Right. And mashed potatoes. And do you think that the layer system might have been a, uh, a, a technique to get you to clean your plate? Oh, we definitely cleaned our plate before we got up. Right. But like, eat the thing you like the least first, get it over with. Yes. And then go forward because you're not making any medical claims here. No, I am not. Other than your anecdotal claim that when you eat a sandwich like a normal sandwich, you feel a little fuller than if you pick it apart and deconstruct your turkey butter sandwich. Yeah, or if you just overeat mm -hmm. because it's good. And if I were to rule in your favor, Judy, what would you have me rule? That Ray would have to admit that as I've known all along, her mother's right. She's always right. It says here that you are right on all accounts specifically? Pretty much everything. All right, I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to go into my chambers and I'll be back in a moment with my verdict. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Ray, how are you feeling about your chances? You know, I don't know. I came into it uh, slightly confident, 
But um, I, I listening to a previous episode, the judge himself said that food layered in your stomach like a parfait. Um, I can't remember which episode that was, but it was said. Uh, so I don't know. My chances might be um, pretty low. Thanks for not bringing up that precedent until now. I mean, that's pretty harsh evidence against my case. So, Judy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling kind of iffy. I feel pretty good about the name brand food choices. I think I'll get ruled in my favor on that one. Not too sure about the coffee one. Not too sure about the layering. Although I did see a movie where two great scholars did say that things do have layers. What movie was that, Judy? Shrek. (laughs) Ogres have layers. Onions. Parfaits. The parfait part was implied. (laughs) If you can't trust Shrek and Donkey, who can you trust? Are there other things you're trying to convince your grandchild of that are obviously false? Are you trying to trick this two-year-old into thinking that Quincy MD is on public television? (laughs) Not yet, because like Ray said, he's just a little over two. But when he gets older and I can kidnap him for, you know, little times out of the year, He'll go home with just a brain full of knowledge from his grandma. Well, my uh, my mom and grandfather in cahoots did convince my little sister that in Florida, they only drink chicken milk instead of cow milk. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, That rules. <laughs> <laughs> she was like six or seven and believed it. <laughs> I have, I had mixed feelings about who should win this case until I heard about the chicken milk. Now I'm all in. I'm supposed to be objective, but this chicken milk thing is blowing my mind. Well, we'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about all this when we come back in just a moment. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgman, we're taking a break from the case. Let's talk about what we've got going on. What's going on with you? 
First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who came out to San Francisco Sketch Fest and saw us at the Palace of Fine Arts. What a wonderful night of fun and justice. Especially my mom. You know, my mom texted me right before the show. Yeah. And she said, did you ask strangers to have fights with me on Judge John Hodgman? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. I had to try and explain that we were looking for, it was a whole thing, you know? We as a podcast won't be hitting the road again for a little while. We'll certainly let you know when we do with plenty of advance notice so that we can see you again. What fun. I am doing a couple of things out in the world that you may want to know about. One is the return of the Solid Sound Festival to Western Massachusetts. That's Wilco's, the band's big arts and music festival. Two big shows from Wilco surrounded by all kinds of other incredible art projects and bands and performances and As has happened over the past several years, I have hosted the comedy stage. Um, We're going to make a big announcement of our comedy lineup very soon, but there's no reason why you can't go over to SolidSoundFestival.com and look up the current lineup and get your tickets now because it's a really good time. And if you'd like to meet me face-to-face on the high seas, I have a special offer for you. Yes, I mentioned before that I am rejoining the Jonathan Colton Cruise, the Joko Cruise, Departing from Fort Lauderdale and going throughout the Caribbean in March. And I, I, I have a special offer. If you uh, book your cruise now at jococruise.com and use code Hodgman24, that's my name, H-O-D-G-M-A-N 24, at checkout, Hodgman24, they will send me a note saying that you did it. And then I will play Scrabble with you on board the ship. Wow. Yeah. I will have a, a game of Scrabble with you. I would do Yahtzee as well. Oh. I would do Scrabble. I would do Yahtzee. I would do Monopoly Deal. Uno? I will n- not do Uno. Sorry? I will not do... These are not games. What if it's Pop-O-Matic, sorry? I would, uh, maybe I would do Pop-O-Matic, sorry. I'm not going to do Spellcaster the Get Along or any of those with you because they're too complicated. But I will, I will play Scrabble with you on board the ship one-on-one or, or three-on-one, depending on how many are in your party. And I'll do it for each person who books using Hodgman 24 and when they check out at jococruise.com. And I don't know if, how many of there will be, but I'm very, I'm very happy to, to do that because it's something I can do and enjoy. And I haven't been playing Scrabble that much, so don't think I'm going to be very good at it. You'll probably beat me. Jesse Thorne, what do you have going on? Well, is the very last moments of the very special discount for Judge John Hodgman listeners in the Put This On shop. If you use the code 2024JUSTICE, you will get 25% off in the Put This On shop. Full 25% off. Uh, 2024JUSTICE at PutThisOnShop.com. Uh, it's, there's a lot of great stuff that you can get. And you just got to make some room, basically. So 2024JUSTICE for 25% off anything in that put this on shop 2024 justice put this on shop.com let's get back to the show please rise as judge john hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict first of all i I, we need to call a coroner because r.i.p jesse's inbox because it's not quincy md jesse the name of the program is quincy m.e Medical Examiner. Medical Examiner starring Jack Klugman. I'm very old. I've got my grave on speed dial. <laughs> we should. I should have brought in our friend Jimmy Pardo from Never Not Funny to do his 
Quincy Emmy impression because it's all he really cares about in the world is talking like Quincy Emmy. Well, I'll tell you what, listener, if you listen to if you listen to the end of the credits, maybe you'll hear a clip of Jimmy Pardo doing Quincy Emmy. Maybe if you listen all the way through the plugs and the ads and the credits, you might get a little surprise. Marvel Cinematic Universe style after the credits. Meanwhile, producer Jennifer Marmer has been so kind to send me a transcript from our holiday office party episode of last year, 2023, in which Jesse Thorne said, I too need food in my stomach to go with the sheer volume of orange soda, eggnog, and five cup salad that's in there. And I, Judge John Hodgman, responded saying, please don't give me all the parfait layers of what we put into our bodies today. We were trying a lot of different foods in a a lot of different layers including eggnog and orange soda, which, by the way, thanks for everybody who wrote in to say they tried it and it wasn't that gross. But, Ray, you're off the hook there because I think it's pretty clear in context that I was speaking figuratively, not literally. And we are only speaking figuratively here today. Now, I'm going to say this because I didn't realize going into this, I'm very grateful, honestly, that Judy's five-layer salad convention of eating food is only an issue of preference and passed down family lore rather than it is a conviction that this is somehow more healthy or even for that matter, true. Like we can set aside the science to a certain degree. I will say that aside from Dr. Someday Rex, which is an incredible name for a new medical examiner show, Dr. Someday, (laughs) M.E., I did find a press release from Cornell Weill Medical Center saying that Dr. Louis Arone in their, one of their diabetes care specialists had found through research that eating protein and vegetables before carbohydrates leads to lower post-meal glucose and insulin levels in obese patients with type 2 diabetes. It's a very narrow case study to suggest an overall sense of it perhaps does have an effect what order you put the food into your body. But I think that that might have more to do with the fact that the body digests water and carbohydrates first and proteins and lipids later. I don't think that it means that it literally layers in the stomach and lines up. I think that what this is, is a, is a myth to support a personal preference, which is absolutely fine. And an opportunity of goat getting with regard to your child. And soon, perhaps depending on my ruling, your grandchild, I would say that everyone, when they eat, should not follow Judy's rule or anyone's, but to listen to their body and eat the foods that make them feel healthy and comfortable and should be consulting with a doctor or a dietitian if they're going to give it that much thought at all. And I would even argue, think about it less. I think it was Julia Child, one of the many quotes that I went through, who said, You can't digest well on a worried stomach, so why are you worrying about all the food that you eat all the time? We all know the basics of how to eat a healthy diet. And and one one of the best ways to eat healthfully is to manage your relationship with the food and not think in terms of hard and fast rules all the time, unless you have a medical condition which requires it. And in this regard, while I think you're one of the great go getters of all moms, Judy. Thank you. And I appreciate Peepaw being perhaps the standard bearer of, of goat getting in this family, even before you. Yes, you would love him. I bet I would. And as far as Ray is concerned, so long as 
you are able to hear it if Ray says this far, no further with regard to the goat getting. If Ray is sincerely taking it in good humor and is not being hurt by it, and Ray, stop me if I'm wrong. Right. Then, Judy, you are authorized to go get your goat. And Ray, you're authorized to, to give that goat right back. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but I will uh, thematically appropriately issue a gag order on the layered food theory when it comes to your grandchild, Judy. Your Honor. I'm the one talking now. I'm sorry, sir. Shut your pie hole, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That would be eating some crust and then some filling and then some latticed crust. That's right. In that order. And no other. But Judy, I will allow your objection. Let me hear it. It wasn't an objection, sir. It was more of a question. I only have one grandchild. So does this just pertain to him? Or if I have future grandchildren, can I just fill their little brains with knowledge? Were you in the military? You looking for loopholes much? <laughs> wow. Uh, here are the regs, the rules and regulations. Darn it. Here's the thing. That's between your child and your grandchild. And we have lots of new ways of thinking about how children develop their palates. And basically the feeling is they're a lot more open-minded than we used to think. Kids rarely suffer such nutritional deprivation that this idea that you have to clean your plate is anything but punitive and dramatic. They like what they like, like all human beings. Also, kids develop food aversions, and some have wider variety of foods they're interested in. And the best practice, it would seem, is just to make lots of food available to kids and let them develop their own palate in their own time, and also not give them a lot of rules. Like, to not give them a lot of rules that might cause them to overthink and think uncomfortably about food, because that is unhealthy. And even if you don't agree with that, it's really between a parent and a child, respectfully not a not even the weirdest grandparent and a child deserve to have that kind of relationship. So you keep eating your food your way, but I would not make it a point of your relationship between you and your grandchild because it's just there's no reason for it. It's not that kids don't think about food. They love food, but you don't want to be giving them rules that cause them to overthink it. Now, especially since your argument is not even that people should eat this way. It's that you like to eat that way. Right. And that it is the best way to eat. I mean, you're not even making an argument that it's healthy or unhealthy or whatever it is. So I would just say in this one regard, you keep it to yourself. Otherwise, best foods and Hellman's are the same. But Hellman's and Duke's are different. Avocado oil mayonnaise is different than egg-based mayonnaise. And none of it is Miracle Whip. <laughs> Maintain your standards, Judy in Tallahassee. I appreciate them. And you, you may not be pushed off of them. Continue to live your weird mom life. Continue to be a, a weird but loving mom and a goat-getter as far as your, as your children are concerned, so long as that you will hear them and stop if they say, oh, mom, stop. Definitely. But leave the seven-layer stomach theory to the past. This is the sound of a gavel. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. We both have layers. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Ray, are you satisfied? I think so. Uh, my mom continues to be weird, um, so that's great because I do love her weirdisms. I get a little bit more control uh, when it comes to the parenting situation. He doesn't get a bunch of weird ideas in his head. 
So that leaves room for me to give him weird ideas one day. <laughs> Do you have any big plans? <laughs> Nothing yet, but um, I'm sure I'll come up with something good. Judy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I like to mess with my girls just because I love them so much and I know it irritates them. So I will refrain from telling my grandson that his food goes down in layers. Definitely. Judy Ray, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you so much. Another Judge John Hodgman case is in the books. We'll have swift justice in just a second. Our thanks to Redditor Jenny N.E. Way for naming this week's episode Chew Process. Join the conversation over at the Maximum Fun subreddit. That's at MaximumFun.reddit.com. We ask for our title suggestions there, too, so keep an eye out for those. Evidence and photos from the show are posted on our Instagram account at Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. Make sure to follow us there. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. Please, it makes a big difference for the show if you go in. I think this week is please review us in Apple Podcasts week. Shout out to Apple Podcasts, a, a mainstay of our listenership for 12 years or however long we've been doing this show. Yeah, for sure. But if you haven't rated and reviewed the show in Apple Podcasts, it really does make a big difference for it to climb up the charts and for people to discover the show. So this week is the time to do it. Go into Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Judge John Hodgman, of course, was created by Jesse Thorne and John Hodgman. This episode was engineered by Eric Fredrici at Boise State Public Radio and by Taylor Cox at WFSU in Tallahassee, Florida. A.J. McKeon is our editor. Marie Barty Salinas runs our social media. Our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Now, Swift Justice, where we answer small disputes with quick judgment. Trilobite whatever on the Maximum Fun subreddit says, and now that's a Reddit name, Trilobite whatever. Trilobite whatever is great. My stepdad, who I love, will not turn any heating on unless we beg. He is controlled by an obsessive fear of wasting money. Please rule that my stepdad needs to move past this compulsion so that we can enjoy our time together and feel cozy. So I was listening to a great podcast um, by Allie Ward called Ologies, where Allie was interviewing a friend of our podcast, Helen Saltzman, the, uh, who has the amazing Illusionist podcast, which deals a lot with etymology and word origin. They were talking about word origin. And I learned something that I didn't know, which is that the etymology of, of step in step parent is from a old English via German word steop, meaning orphan, and is associated with grief. It is a grief parent. Now, obviously, I love that you love your stepdad, Trilobite, whatever. And there is many a blended family um, where everyone is extremely happy and happier to happier together than they might have been otherwise. And there are so many uh, what we call step parents or bonus parents who are incredible parents. Do you know what I mean? But I think that if I were coming into a family as a step parent, one thing I would want to do and put at a high priority in my mind is make sure that the kids are warm enough. Like that's not a, I don't know how long this family has been blended. I still would be extra cognizant that the health and baseline happiness of my stepkids is uh, more important than my money-saving schemes. So, Trilobite, whatever stepdad, turn that heat up. Meanwhile, speaking of the cold, Jesse, it's really cold now. For a lot of this winter, it wasn't cold. 
now it's really cold. Those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, we're still months away from spring. I'm, fr- I'm, I'm very cold right now here in my office. John, here in Los Angeles, we're celebrating Sweater Week. What? Yeah, exactly. Also, I believe you had a drop of rain, so the whole city came to a, a standstill. No one can go outside. Exactly. I'm cooped up at home with my partner, who's also a whole human being in her own right, and we love each other very much. But you know that it's that it's it's too close, and no amount of huga is going to stop disputes from happening. Huga is some sort of Scandinavian coziness, right? Huga means Scandinavian coziness. It means cozy in a socialist context. A democratic socialist, yeah. You must have some close-quartered conflicts as well out there. Are you cooped up in your dorm and your roommate's lava lamp is keeping you awake at night? Is your partner or spouse's new crafting hobby taking over the living room? Are you aboard the Royal Caribbean Ultimate World Cruise and feuding with another passenger? Are you following the World Cruise, Jesse? No, I'm not familiar with this. There's going to be there's going to be some weird stuff happening by by day 200 of that World Cruise. I'd love to hear some disputes from the World Cruise. Send us your disputes with people that you're cooped up with. Anyone that you're too close for comfort with physically or, or, or figuratively right now, send in your disputes to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. Hashtag too close for comfort. Uh, but we only hear about all your disputes, right, Jesse? Of course. Any dispute on any subject, no case is too small. MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. All right, here is the, uh, I don't really do an impression of Quincy, but here is my Quincy. That was no accident, it was murder! You're welcome. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.